Welcome to this uh, Health Education England Southwest Health Professions mini podcast series. This has been created with AHPs in the region who have been working with COG UK on our key speaking skills training program. And you'll have the opportunity to hear from a number of different Southwest AHP faculties on their work, AHP workforce fellows, and a regional AHP repair project lead on their roles and programs that they are supporting to deliver. So this is just a little introduction to Katie Wilson, who's going to talk a little bit about herself, her project, her repair project in a little more detail. Over to you, Katie. Thanks, Robin. So um, the project was focusing on confidence uh, in confidence and anxiety in clinical decision making for undergraduate and newly qualified paramedics and came off the back of um, learning from the first COVID impact study. So back in 2020, Health Education England looked at what what had happened for the students out on placement, particularly during COVID. Um, and the, the data came back and it, paramedic response among AHP respondents was relatively high. Um, and thinking about there was themes around paramedics not feeling confident um, to go to transition uh, into the workforce as a, as a fully qualified member of staff. So really, we were looking at through the project how what 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 measuring that confidence and anxiety um, could we measure it using a tool previously used in nursing um, and what could we learn what could we learn and what could we extrapolate and how could we propose maybe some recommendations to support students going forward who are going into the workplace um, the next year so 2021 so the main themes that we found were that, that student and newly qualified paramedics were feeling anxious and um, it, that was normal and expected because let's face it we all feel anxious and nervous when we transition um, from one thing to another but this was compounded compounded by COVID and particularly a lack of um, placement experience in in, in a lot of uh, in a lot of situations. So we found that um, repeated exposure practice and rehearsal in clinical decision making is really helpful for um, student learners and staff new to role and exploring themes around how we can um, use alternative forms of practice based learning. So not just face to face clinical placement, but all of the stuff that really adds some value um, and creates that kind of psychologically safe learning environment. So peer learning, virtual reality, simulation, all those kind of things that can be bolted on or, um, you know, add value to the face to face clinical placement. Um, we thought about, uh, you know, creating psychological safety within environments, learning environments, both academic and um, clinical is absolutely key to enable people to really reflect and think, how confident am I? How anxious am I? And what do I what do what do I need to put in place around that? And what do others need to support me to do? Um, we looked at preceptorship because obviously this was looking at undergraduates, but also newly qualified and no, no great shakes there. Preceptorship is absolutely key in supporting new staff, paramedics particularly, but all new staff. Um, so, yes, uh, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, we've worked with um, the undergraduate institutes providing the paramedic science degree in the southwest. Um, and we've also worked with um, a partner organisation, SWAST, which is Southwestern Ambulance Service Foundation Trust, in looking at reviewing their preceptorship offer um, and how we can embed the project um, outcomes into that. OK, thank you very much for that. OK. And so what do you actually do in the faculty? I mean, I know that's that's a, a very important job you, you, you're doing, but what actually do and what brought you into um, this this role? 
So I've been working as a clinician for a long time now and uh, have been dabbling in service development within my clinical role and wanted to step outside of that into a bit more of a strategic role to try and influence a bit more of a wider audience. And so um, I applied to be uh, a repair fellow uh, last year, didn't get it, but had this fantastic opportunity to work on this project um, with Carrie Biddle and Paula Windsor um, and I've been working on that completing the finalisation and rollout of the project and sharing it within uh, different spaces uh, for the past nine months now so that's how I got into it I wanted to step outside of the clinical environment um, try something new extend my skills um, and here I ended up. Okay, and so perhaps um, you could also explore a bit, but what, what's repair? What does it stand for? Okay, so repair is uh, reducing pre-registration attrition and improving retention. Uh, and it's thinking about undergraduate and newly qualified um, health professionals, nurses, midwives, allied health professionals. So thinking about the undergraduate space and then into early careers and looking at how we can um, retain people within those spaces. Okay, and why is that so important to the to the locality and to, to the region? Well, there's particular issues around repair within the southwest. I mean, we have a large geographical area. We have um, limited placement providers in terms of undergraduate um, placement provision. Um, we have a very spread out area. We have, you know, lots of lots of things we we can't do. But that also brings lots of opportunities in terms of being creative about placement provision and workforce development. Um, so it's linking in with nationally, but there are also some particular issues to the southwest in terms of our location and our geography. OK, and what do you think you can what you bring to the role from your experience as an AHP and what you've done in the past? What, what could you say is your are your strengths that help the role? So I think I was I was very much coming at it um, being a, an experienced clinical educator and a mentor and a clinical supervisor for new staff and kind of connecting a, at a real grassroots level with with what people need and what's really important to get the best out of individuals uh, in their in their in their undergraduate lives and in their newly qualified roles. So really, I feel like I've had a really deep understanding of that. And I'm very passionate about really unpicking, yes, what do you need to do in terms of skill development, but also what is it about the you that that will really make you take the next steps and bring confidence to you and help you step outside your comfort zone. So it's a so very, get it from yeah, very individual approach, I think, is what I'm hearing. You, you're taking each person and kind of really getting to know them. I mean, just to wind the clock back, I don't know about your sort of past career before you joined in with what you're doing now. Is that something you've experienced in the past that you wanted to put to rights? Is that something that you felt thought needed sort of uh, needed work and hence you took the role? Yeah, I understand what you're getting at there. I, actually, I, I feel like I have been um, extremely fortunate in my own clinical career and development and have had abundant opportunities. But I think reflecting on that and reflecting on that with others, I think it's probably because I've been able to take those opportunities. And I think that's because I probably had very um, individualised and um, sensitive, you know, supervision and development. And that's the whole piece around looking at what somebody really needs for them to enable them to take the next steps and develop themselves. Well, so although I, I had all these opportunities, I'm pretty sure now it's something to do with me and how I took those opportunities. Okay and is there any tip you'd give other people to follow that line that you've taken because clearly you say you've been fortunate and almost you're saying lucky but um, um, do you think there's anything you could help other people with on on how to approach their career development in different ways? 
I, th I think it's it's totally about um, being in it. And this is some of the themes from the project that I've been working on and the, the, the things that really resonate is this this idea of a psychologically safe environment. And that's as a student and also as a newly qualified member of staff and and throughout you know your your healthcare career etc so that kind of means um the confidence or the the ability to be able to learn out loud um ask questions etc and i think we don't realize how much that's that it, that is very important and and isn't isn't a thing everywhere so i think i've been very lucky or i have been in an environment that have supported that kind of learn out loud psychologically safe you know raise things ask questions and that has enabled me to be able to um, follow the path that I have. OK. And do you think particularly the, the role you're following at the moment, the repair project, has it actually given you something? You know, it's nice to be in leadership. It's nice to share things and help other people. Has it given you something as a growth trajectory, if you like, during the role? I think it's it certainly extended my skills in terms of um in terms of analysing information and sharing it with different audiences, you know, I've been very up until the past nine months within this role. Um, I've been very much sharing information with kind of, you know, particular audiences. So patients, carers, boards, you know, board members, et cetera, at a trust level. So this has been much more about sharing the project in particular spaces. So education spaces, um, paramedic spaces, um, national other national peace places and so it's been very um it's been very interesting for me to think about and reflect on how you how you do that and how you get your message across to different audiences when they're actually they're all looking for a slightly different thing but essentially what you're presenting is the same thing but about kind of how do you how do you get across it, what they what they want to how how do you get how do you get things across in terms of uh, what that will speak to different audiences? That's definitely a big thing I've learned. Okay, and could you share then a tip on that? Because it sounds like you've been <laughs> you're hot on that topic. I think Robin, I think it's it's about the thing that I, I know we've discussed. It's about being really clear on what your message is and your kind of your core your core values and what you're really trying to convey, because essentially you're conveying the same thing, but it's it's just has a slightly different spin to engage different audiences and different people. Um, so I think it's being really clear and going back to what am I doing? What are the outcomes? What you know, what what do I need to share here? OK, and can I just sort of end just if that's OK on a couple of perhaps top tips for someone who was thinking about taking up the sort of role that you are running or a project of the type? What would you say they need to be and do and, and perhaps just consider? I would say, and this comes back to me feeling like I've had lots of opportunities and been able to take them, I would say put yourself in spaces where you're going to connect with people who might have, you know, who might see something in you or who might have bits of, you know, an idea about things. And I think it's it's about, you know, not being in the right place at the right right time, but actively seeking out where you where you could actually showcase yourself and and um, um, getting in, getting in with the, the right circles really. Um, so I very much I saw I saw the job opportunity for the repair fellow. I didn't know a lot about it, but I thought yeah, this speaks to me in terms of the topic, but also where I want to go in terms of my development. Um, and I just kind of it just kind of snowballed and I went with it and then I was in that space and then you know Carrie said to me well we've got this piece of work would you be able to do this for us um so I think I think being curious and seeking out 
spaces where you can you can be and showcase yourself um is the and the, you know covid it's been so fantastic for that in terms of we ha we all attend so many online events now engagement events and i think um it's a really ripe time i don't think pre covid i would have taken this step so i think that's an interesting reflection well, I think also what you've said is very much taking out of a difficult situation and making something positive out of it, which is which is great. And you seem to have that about you as well, which is which is fantastic. Um, being able to carry on no matter what, <laughs> which is which is fantastic. So um, thank you so, so much for chatting with me. And um, Katie, that was that was really great. And I wish you good luck with the rest of your good work. Thanks very much, Robin.